0: What's up, y'all? My name is Ladell Bugs. This is my, my boo thing. How you doing, baby girl? Yes, sir. And my bride, Cynthia. We've been married for 14 years, and we have two sweet little girls that love to talk, and they have interesting personalities. Uh, if you have a picture of one of them, pray for your boy, because, yeah, pray for me. Pray for your boy, y'all. The guns is ready. The guns is ready. Uh, who is 12 and uh, Isabella's is eight. I was born in a small town in East Texas named Huntington, Texas, in a Christian home, and my single mother, uh, with my single mother and my little sister, we went to church every single day and twice on Sunday. Most of the time, I, fall, I fell asleep in church, proud because I was tired from being at church all the time. My biological father was never around and they really left at least left a void in the beginning part of my life of not having a father figure to guide me. Uh, what was important to him was drinking alcohol and extramarital affairs. If you look at the Bugs family tree, you would see that the lack of a presence of a father figure and extramarital affairs were actually very common. We then moved to Dallas, Texas, and when I turned six years old, my mother remarried, and I finally had the father figure that I had yearned for, we began, to, we began to continue to go to church. Not every day, though, but often. The funny thing about it is about uh, going to a local church, I began to learn about this man named Jesus. My, my new father took me to his Bible study uh, on Wednesday uh, nights at OCBF, Oak Bible Fellowship. We prayed together. He, pra- he coached my basketball team, and the Lord used him to lead me to salvation in Christ. Uh, a small voice in my ear began to tell me, I had something great for you.
1: I grew up um, with my parents and two younger brothers in a border town called Del Rio, Texas. I was a straight A student, semi-athletic, had a solid group of friends and very close extended family. Overall, a pretty good girl. Growing up, my parents had a very Mexican cultural marriage. My mom served with a kind heart and had breakfast, lunch, and dinner made. She would tend to work, kids, and home, never complaining. We understood that what my dad said was it. We were not to question him or his decisions or be disrespectful. We grew up in a Catholic household. Uh, We attended church every Sunday and on special holidays. We would go to church functions and have rosaries monthly. I grew up listening about Christ and his life, but never knew what it meant to have a relationship with him. I saw my family struggle at home with family issues, pregnancies, money, disagreements, but wouldn't share with others about what was going on. I learned early on that what happened at home was not to be shared.
0: As a young man, I began to feel the effects of this reality. So I turned to R&B music and movies to shape my worldview. Y'all know Usher, Jagged Edge, Chris Brown, Brian McKnight, Luther Vandross, Bell Boys to Men. Y'all know who I'm talking about, Um, just to name a few. And uh, one night, I was awakened to screams coming out of my mother and father's bedroom. That was the first time that I learned that my new father had been physically abusing my mother. During, the, during my middle school years and high school time, this new reality would become very common in our household. My father being escorted out of our home by the police because of domestic abuse of my mother was not surprising to me at all. During those times, I would turn to two things to help me cope with these realities, my R&B music and movie worldview and Christ Jesus. But most of the time, the r and music and movies would be the preferred of, of, uh, method of coping. This worldview taught me how to find a woman, treat a woman, and about sex. But the small voice in my ear continued telling me, I have something great for you.
1: As a teenager, my family continued the same pattern of attending church with no relationship with Christ being cultivated. One night, I was up late watching a movie by myself. The movie ended, and an adult movie began. Before I knew it, I was watching pornography. I can remember not being able to sleep that night and being uneasy the rest of the week. It was a horrible feeling, but it was too late. Pornography had been introduced into my life. I turned 15 and did what the rest of my cousins did when they turned 15. We would go to the clubs in Mexico to drink and dance. By 16, I was a regular at the clubs and started having inappropriate relationships with guys. I began having a very promiscuous way of thinking. I won't have boyfriends, only relations with them so they can't hurt me. My thinking was so off. As I had promiscuous dates with boys, with guys, I would get hurt, and so my appetite for pornography grew with it. I was able to watch for my room since my parents trusted me so much, and I became so numb to it that no one knew what I was doing. I remember one time my cousin came to fix my computer, and he let me know that he could see what was on my history, and I simply left the room. He didn't tell my parents, and I learned to erase the history. I didn't notice then, but the Lord was providing a way out. 1 Corinthians ten thirteen says, No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also, so that you will be able to endure it. But my sin pattern continued.
0: During my high school and college years that's when I, be, I I would begin I became more promiscuous in my relationships with, with women. I started to ignore that small voice in my ear. I began to date a young lady and things began to get very serious and marriage was on the table. this, this lady fit the worldview that was taught to me at a young age suddenly the relationship ended and I was heartbroken but even the heartbrokenness fit the worldview that I was taught. During the latter part of my college years that's when I began to become serious in my walk with, with the Lord. That's when I also met my boo thing over here you All right, y'all, let me see a print picture for you guys. She loves this part. We got, guys, we will walk, I was walking to the student unit at UT Dallas. Her hair was blowing in the wind, I'm not lying. Everything around her stopped moving and there was just a spotlight just on her. Y'all, I'm not lying, I'm being serious. I said to myself, who is that? And one of those R&B songs came to mind. But I kind of insulted her by telling her that, I, that she was too wild for me to date. Um, the first time we had a discussion, I actually shared the gospel with her. And as soon as I was done, I ran outside and called the pastor who had begun to disciple me and told him that I shared the gospel with someone. He asked me, he said, what did she say? I replied, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but I shared the gospel with her. He said, son, it would probably be wise for you to follow up to see if she accepted Christ or not. <laughs> little did I know that little voice, uh, began to talk with her Uh, In earlier also, at Christmas time, Cynthia called me to inform me that she had accepted Christ as her Savior. I had no clue what Christ was doing behind the scenes, but she became became the first person that Christ used me to lead to him. We immediately went to courtship, and three years later, we were married.
1: I graduated high school, came to Dallas to attend UTD, being one of the first in my family to attend college, second in my extended family, My dad did not want me to stay in a dorm alone. Since we didn't question what he said, I came to live with my aunt and uncle and their three kids. The living arrangement saved me from getting too wild. I continued to have inappropriate relationships but would always come back home. I continued to get my heart broken and kept watching pornography. Then one day, I walked into the student union and met a quiet guy named Liddell Bugs. That is me. Not much was said, but there was something different about him. He asked me a very important question. Do you know Christ? And I said, I'm Catholic. And he responded with, that's not what I asked. He continued to share the gospel, and he planted a seed. I went home to Del Rio for Christmas break and accepted Christ. I called Adele to let him know my joy. After Christmas break and a few months of spending lots of time together discussing Christ, learning how to read the Bible, and attending church with Adele, we had an important conversation. He said, I'm not looking for a girlfriend, I'm looking for a wife. And I responded with, I'm looking for a husband. And we went into courtship. We had an agreement in place that kept us from having premarital sex. We were in courtship for three years and kept our agreement. I kept using porn sporadically, feeling guiltier, but not letting Liddell know what about anything about my struggle.
0: But two days before our wedding, my old friend, the R&B Music and, wor- and Movies Worldview, showed back up. The young lady that I had a serious relationship, years before I met Cynthia, called and asked if I was going to marry Cynthia. Of course. I said, yes. But a terrible seed had been planted after saying i do that seed would often pop in into my head and i began to question uh have i married the right person four years into our marriage that young lady contacted me again she was pretty persistent to see if i would leave my wife for her i told her no but i did not inform my wife of our conversation a couple years later she she reached out to me again and began to have and we began to have an emotional affair My wife had no clue what I was doing, and the little voice in my ear would tell me, don't continue uh, to do this, but I ignored it.
1: We got married, and I was thinking, this is it. Liddell is going to fix my issues, and we are set for life. But I was wrong. Our first year married was rocky, especially since I got pregnant six months in. We became task-oriented and soon became roommates. I stayed away from pornography for the first year, but after that, all bets were off. We continued to attend church on Sundays and always with a smile on our faces. I attended women's Bible studies, but the relationships never went beyond the four walls. We were doing what my family used to practice. What happens at home stays at home.
0: My wife found out about the affair while we were watching a movie called Temptation. I had to come cling to her about the affair, but I conveniently left out some of the details. She was heartbroken about the entire thing, and I thought she would never look at me the same.
1: Yeah, so late one evening, everything came crashing down. We were watching a movie about infidelity, and Liddell kept asking me every five minutes, Are you okay? Are you okay? And I kept replying with, Yes, let me watch the movie. Soon after, he got up and went to the bathroom. About a minute later, his phone got a message. I checked, and I saw that it was his ex-girlfriend. I opened up the thread and read that this was not something new. He came out, and he told me what was going on. I was so hurt and could not understand how he could do this or why, but I went to the Lord and asked him for wisdom. I talked with a good friend, and her words of wisdom left a single word on my mind, hope. I remember waking up and making him breakfast the next morning because I understood that if I allow my heart to start building walls, they would be harder to break down. We both knew we wanted to stay married. We just didn't know what to do or where to start.
0: I went back to the one thing that I knew would never let me down. That was Christ Jesus himself. I confessed the affair to some guys that I had been walking with. They encouraged me and referred me to Scott Kadersha from Watermark. Scott informed me about a great ministry called Reengage and told me to watch Rule and Susan Cox's story. Now, after watching that story, and I concluded that if the Lord could resurrect that train wreck, mm-hmm. he could do wonders for hours.
1: It says resurrect their marriage. That's what I said. I said
0: resurrect the marriage. That's what that. I said.
1: Liddell looked for classes, guidance, counseling, something to help us with our marriage. We were directed to Watermark, and the rest is history or the beginning of a new chapter. Liddell was sold, but I was hurt. He showed me the re clip, and I thought the couple seemed strange, but we went with it. First Wednesday, we were greeted with open arms, and I was embarrassed that this was happening to me. I heard the testimony, and I was hooked. I'm not the only one in this situation. We came back the following week and heard, come clean to your spouse to get the most out of this journey. We went home, and I told Adele that I had been watching pornography for years. He was deeply hurt, but we got into a small group and dove headfirst. We were all in. Joel 2.25 says, I will make up for you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the creeping locust, the stripping locust, the gnawing locust.
0: We dove right into the open group and immediately saw Christ's hand in our marriage. After the second meeting we had, my wife told me she had to confess something to me. She had been watching porn all through our marriage and had been hiding it. She she hid it so well, I thought she worked for the CIA. Uh, I, be- I became very angry at her uh, because while she was wounded because of my indiscretion, she continued to hide hers from me. I thank the Lord for Reed Griffith. Uh, Reed uh, shared with me that my wife and I had, um, wife and I, what you say? Okay, have have blessed, have been blessed with the opportunity to help one, to help one another out in the areas that we are weak in. The little voice in my ear, named the Holy Spirit, began to show me the great things He had in store for us. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. I have plans to give you a future filled with hope.
1: After we engaged, we went back to attending our previous church home and got back into our old routines. Business, work, two children, and upkeep took a toll on our marriage. As we were not in community where we could be held accountable to using the tools that we had learned at engage, Time passed, and Liddell let me know that he had reached out to his ex-girlfriend again, and I let him know that I had watched pornography again. Remembering the tools from Reengage, we were able to listen to each other and reach out for guidance. Since we didn't have community, we called our old Reengage group. They admonished us and advised us to get a community together. After God showed us a need for community, we migrated back to Watermark, and here we are now. We became members got into a community group, began serving as greeters at Reengage, and now leaders. We are not perfect, but we really try to use the Bible um, as a filter when speaking with each other and dealing with our issues. Every year, we have seen improvements in our marriage. We continue to use the wisdom and practices that we have learned here. John 1010 says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly.
0: Is it me? It's me, okay. My wife and I began to become more vulnerable and transparent with one another by drawing the circle around ourselves, Begin to master the, the art of asking thought-provoking questions to solve the core of our issues. We begin to experience the true freedom kingdom culture that Christ spoke uh, and currently speaks about uh, in the Bible. John 8:32 says, And you will know the truth, and that truth will make you free. Our minds begin to be transformed. We begin to grow into oneness spiritually, physically, emotionally, and mentally. We begin to walk in the authority that Christ had given us. Matthew 6:33 says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you.
1: The skills and wisdom that the Lord Jesus Christ taught us through the resource of Reengage prepared us for an event that would challenge our faith like it has never been challenged before.
0: Early in 2019, we were excited to be adding another child to the Bugs household. It would have been our third child and first boy. But on June 2, 2019, we had to give birth to a stillborn son at 27 weeks. This literally, this is literally, rattled us spiritually mentally and emotionally at our core the one constant we have is in this new reality is the same constant that resurrected our marriage the Lord Jesus Christ himself
1: we know that he is the only one that through his word speaks truth by reminding us to trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding Proverbs 3 5
0: He is the only one that through his spirit comforts us by wrapping his arms around us, reminding us that he can relate to to the pain and hurt we are feeling. Philippians 3.10 says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering.
1: He is the only one that through his people reminds us daily that it is possible to grieve well if we continue to view our son's passing through the lens of Christ Jesus and not our own. First Thessalonians 5.11 says, therefore, encourage one another and build up one another.
0: In conclusion, we want to remind remind you that God's word, God's people, God's spirit invokes change if you are vulnerable enough to allow him to take that change. Thanks so much for your time.